Philippians chapter 4. I want to preach to you this morning over the next few minutes on this thought, can God provide? Can God provide? Now I know on the, on the onset of this, most people attending church or most Christians within the church will say, Pastor, well, sure, he can provide. We believe that, and I believe that as well. But I want to cover some ground today and look at some things that sometimes we may forget about. We may take God for granted at times and his, his, uh, his goodness and all those things that he has for us. Look with me, if you will, in Philippians chapter 4. Look down at verse number 10. Verse number 10. Paul here talking says, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. In other words, nobody met his need. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And verse 19 says, And my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Psalms chapter 78, there's another scripture in verse number 19 through 21 that says this, Yes, they spoke against God. Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Behold, he struck a rock, so that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide meat for his people? Therefore the Lord heard this and was furious, so a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also came up against Israel. Look with me one more time at verse number 19 in chapter 4 when it says this, And my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory through or by Christ Jesus. The thought, one more time, can God provide? Sure he can. We know that he can. How many, let me just ask a question. How many of you know that God has already provided for you some some point in time in the past or even maybe today that he's provided for you? We know that he can. Verse 19 tells us that he can according to his riches in glory. The latter part of this chapter, I want you to understand, is a thank you note, so to speak. The Apostle Paul is writing to the Philippian church. Paul received a financial gift from this church, and now he wants to take the time to thank them and be generous to them. He compares their gift to a a blossoming flower, if you will. The Bible, verse 10, says flourished. So I looked up the word flourished, and part of that meaning is is that something alive, that's coming alive, like a plant or something. So we just say, I'm just going to say that the Bible doesn't necessarily say a blossoming flower, but give me a little leeway here. Let's just say that that it's become a blossoming flower, a picture of flower, in other words, coming back to life after a a cold, hard winter that we go through. And every one of us, if if you understand what I mean this morning, we all go through 
through those, those long winters, do we not? We all go through those long nights where we're wanting something to, to grow back within us and, and something to flourish back within us. Also in verse 17, he compares their gift to an investment. He looked at their gift as an investment that would earn spiritual dividends. Can I just stop here long enough and tell you that I believe that you cannot outgive God? I don't care what it is. It may be it may be money, it may be your time, whatever it may be, you cannot outgive God. And finally, the apostle Paul compares this gift to a great sacrifice. In verse 18, he uses the example of a sweet savor, a, a smell that's just that's just a great sacrifice that somebody may be spent to buy this fragrance. And so what he's essentially saying here is it's a beautiful, blossoming, sweet smelling investment that's paying everyone, that's paying off for everyone. That's, that's involved. Verse 19 starts off by simply saying, and my God. One translation says, but my God will supply. In other words, he's taking these, these words here, these connect, conjunctions, and he's just basically connecting to all that he said leading up to this point of where he's at in this scripture, everything that he's talked about to the Philippian church. How He wants them to know, I want you to know that my God shall supply. Understand, he's still in jail. Understand, he's under arrest today. While he's saying this, but my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. Amen. And so he just connects this all together. And so if you want to look at this in a proper context this morning, this, this verse is not written necessarily to the world. It's not written necessarily to everybody that, 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 that's there in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in Philippian, uh, Philippians at that time. It's written to this church that Paul is saying, I want you to understand that. It's not written to the, necessarily to the selfish individuals. It's not written necessarily to, to those that just wants to, to take and take all the time. But it's written to the sacrificial. It's written to those that, that begins to meet the needs of other people. Paul was thanking them. He was appreciating what they'd done. And he, he, he's, he's writing to those that, that maybe gets behind a cause and backs it all the way. Those, those that has a, a higher purpose, if you will, other than themselves. Now it's going to be hard for you to, for to claim this promise if you want to look at it uh, if you're not obeying God's commands in giving. And I'm not just necessarily talking about your tithes and offering that Brother Kyle was, was mentioning a while ago. I'm talking of everything that God has blessed us with. What are we doing with those things that God has blessed us with? What are we doing with our monies? What are we doing with our time? What are we doing with our resources that God has blessed you with? Are we blessing other people? Or are we just hoarding those things up? Because this is what I want you to, I want you to understand this morning. Uh, if, if we're not careful and not using the the blessings that God is giving us, how can God bless us anymore if we're not giving those things away? If we're just damming those things up, if you will. It's going to be sort of like the Dead Sea and everything is going to die. It's, it's, that's going to be, it's not going to flourish for anything. It's not going to be a blossoming flower or a, or a sweet-smelling savor. It's not going to be an investment. You know what I'm talking about. You put your money in stocks, probably, or you put your money in investments. Why? Because you want to earn something from them, right? You want that money to make money for you. It, it's, everybody does that from time to time. It's the same way with the Lord. It's the same way with the blessings that God gives us. He gives us those things. Do you remember in the New Testament where the, where the, where the master the, uh, went away and he said, I'm going to give this one ten and I'm going to give this one five and I'm going to give this one one and, and he went and invested his money. He invested this whatever he gave but the one went and hid his because he said I knew that you was a hard taskmaster and when the master came back he said, he said do you not understand 
understand it would have been better for you just to, if you didn't want to do anything with it, just to go and put it in a bank so at least it could have earned some interest. That's what God is saying, and Paul is trying to tell us here when he's talking to the Philippian church. When you look in Luke chapter 12, the Bible says, Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen. Now, some of y'all miss that. It's the Father's good pleasure. How many, how many kingdom kids do we got in the house today? About half of you. rest of you we're going to work on at the altar service. But the Father says it's his pleasure to give you the kingdom. To give you the kingdom. You've heard my analogy before. When I walk in mom and dad's house, I don't have to ask to go to the refrigerator. I'm a kingdom kid. I'm a son. So I just go to the refrigerator. I don't have to ask if I can have a piece of pecan pie, Sister Sue, if it's sitting there. No, I just go get a knife and I cut me a piece of pecan pie. Why? Because I'm a son. I'm an heir. And so that part of that kingdom, I'm going to take. If there's a big bowl of, uh, Brother Ralph, of fresh banana pudding sitting there, I'm not going to ask mom and daddy if this is for somebody else. I don't care. Hello? I'm going to go get me some banana pudding. Now, mama may say, hey, I made that for so-and-so. Well, they're just going to have to be minus just a bowl full. Why do you say that, pastor? Because I'm a son. And so we, we take pleasure. I'm going into that kingdom of that, of that part of that home, of whatever, and getting those things that are rightfully. And the, the Bible says the Lord wants to give you the kingdom. That's exciting news for you and I today. And the Bible says in verse 33, he says, he says, sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money bags which do not grow, a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where there are no thief approaches nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let me ask you something, church. What are you saving for on this planet Earth? What are you saving? What are you putting back that you can't use? Are you putting up your treasure in the, in the things of this world? Are you putting up your treasure in the things of glory? That when Jesus Christ decides to come back after his church, that you and I are ready to go and meet him face to face. Because the Bible says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now listen to this. I find no place, there may be, but I find no place in Scripture where God promises to meet the needs of a believer who is not following the commands in his giving. And it's just not talking about money. I find no place where God promises we know God is good. And every now and then, Sister Mary, he does drop a little bit on, on purpose. And I'm thankful for that. How about you? But where there's no promise in Scripture that he's going to meet the need who's not following. I also find nowhere that indicates that if you are financially doing well and if you're not tithing, that God's judgment is not upon you. Hello? Pastor, are you supposed to preach as good on this Labor Day weekend? I am. Just hold on. Hold on. Some preachers make it completely a financial thing, saying that God may take away your house or he'll take away your boat to get his money. But more accurate is simply this. Would it be to say that God will judge us in some way if we're not careful by simply not being obedient to what the word tells us to do? I know a lot of folk who's not living right. I know a lot of folk who's not living right but still able to enjoy a financial blessing in their life. How about you? Lord, how are they able to do this? How are they able to do this? Well, they're enjoying their heaven right now. They're enjoying their blessing right now. But I'm not supposed to lay up treasures here but in heaven. Several times over my ministry, I've had people come in and say, Pastor, I want you to pray for my finances. And the first question is simply this, are you tithing? 
That's the blessing. That's the, that's the promise that God has, has given us. It's already. It's in his word. Are you tithing? And when they say no, then we pray for their obedience, not the tithing. Not the finances, the obedience in tithing. And it needs to be a complete obedience, a tithe, not a tip. Woo! That's good preaching, whether you like it or not. Because we'll have a lot of folks that leave on this weekend and go out on Labor Day weekend and enjoy a wonderful time, and I'm glad that they are. But, Brother Sam, they'll never think to give their tithe unto the Lord. They'll spend it on their wonderful weekend. And in in essence, when they come back to church, they're tipping God. God's not a waiter that you can tip. He's your father. God's not a, not, not a, not a, not, not, not owns a restaurant somewhere where you just come and give him a tip every now and then. No, he's your father. We never turn away, and this church never does it either. We, I thank God for contributions. That's what helps the church move on. That's what helps ministry goes forth. I understand that. But more important than that, we've got to understand we've got to have an attitude of obedience to what the Word says. We're living in the last days, so we've got to have that attitude of obedience, amen. God doesn't need your money, amen. I'll go so far and say this pathway doesn't need your money. Pastor, you just got through saying that's what keeps the church. Yeah, I know that. But pathway doesn't need your money. What pathway needs is obedient people, amen. What God needs is obedient people. And when we serve God and we're obedient toward the Lord, everything else is going to work itself out, does it, will it not? Yes, it will. Amen. Membership may go, go down. But if honoring God in tithes and in offerings and our, and our time, it, it, everything will go up because of that. When we honor the Lord, we don't necessarily need more tithing families. Pastor, there you go saying it again. What are you talking about? No, we need people that's going to serve God and obedient toward the Lord. And when we have those individuals in the house of God, everything else will work itself out. Hallelujah. That's when we trust in the Lord. God will provide. Can God provide? Oh, yes, he can. He's done it in the past and he'll do it today. But I believe God wants better things for his church than just simply to meet our needs. There's a ton of wonderful things we like to do that are on the back burner. And and Kyle didn't have a clue what I was preaching on this morning. But he stepped on that just a little bit. There's a lot of things we'd like to do. But when God provides, then we do. Could you be used of God to help provide for the church? Sure you can. Every one of us can. But the main reason to do so is for obedience and have God's blessing upon your life. I enjoy the blessings of God. How about you? I enjoy the blessings of God. Matter of fact, I got blessed this this past Friday. We left and we went over to Dyersburg and we watched this movie, that War Room movie. We went over to that wonderful restaurant, Grecian, over there. Oh, yeah. Ate a plate full of fish and and, and vegetable stuff, you know, just just had a wonderful time. Had a good brother from this church to come by that was there. We talked to him for a little bit, but he come by and picked up my ticket and took out with it. I'm blessed. You say, Pastor, you consider that a blessing? Call it what you want to. I'm blessed. I got free fish. And somebody got blessed because they honored, they honored me by paying for the ticket. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And so it all works that way. In Genesis chapter 22, the Bible said, 22, the Bible says, And Abraham said, My God, or my son, God will provide for himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And so the two of them went together. Remember the story. And they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his 
hand and took a knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide, Jehovah Jireh. And he said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, God, our provider. He has always provided and always will provide. His provision was in place before you and I obeyed and earned it or prayed and even asked for it. In other words, the check was already in the mail. God knows exactly what you need today. He knows what's going on in your mind. He knows what's going on in your thoughts. He knows what's going on in your life. And can I tell you, can your God provide? Yes, he can. He knows exactly where you are today. Amen. He can provide. There's three things from verse verse number 19 that that I got out of this scripture. The first thing is this. It's the source of the supply. The source of the supply. Verse 19 says, my God. One translation said, but my God. We're talking about a fountain that never runs dry. Hallelujah. We're talking about a bank that, that never runs out of money. We're talking about a bank that never fails. In Romans chapter 2 verse 4, he says the riches of his goodness is, is for you and I. Amen. In other words, we draw on the goodness account. Now, you notice I got some signs up here. I I just wanted to give you an example this morning. This is going to be our goodness table today. Brother Keith, it may not be nothing that I did, but God's still good and he blesses me anyway. And I get to draw from that goodness account, just like that gentleman coming in and and buying my supper Friday. It was a goodness thing. I I didn't do nothing to earn that. Hello? Hello? I didn't go cut his grass. I didn't go clean his house. I didn't do anything, but out of the goodness of his heart, out of the goodness of the Lord's heart, I got blessed with some fish. Now, I know this is noodle, but we're going to call it fish. It's a long fish, but it's a fish. All right? And so we got blessed. It's a goodness account. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, it says the riches of his grace. In other words, also we have a grace account as well. Aren't you thankful for the grace account? Aren't you thankful that every now and then the Lord comes by and just, and just blesses you doubly, just gives you grace and gives you mercy? If it wasn't for grace and mercy, none of us would be here today. If it wasn't for grace and mercy, none of us would be here. I thank God for his grace. He brought my baby home on Saturday. Some of y'all thinking it's the opening weekend for the Razorbacks. Why would she come home? She loves her daddy more than them suey pigs. Amen. Grace brought him home. She didn't have no accident. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful for that. And so we, we, we get to draw on that grace account. One text, our text says that we also can have the riches of his glory. We can draw on the glory account. Verse 20 says, and my God, my God is my father. In other words, he's committed to take care of his children. So every now I get to, I get to draw on the glory account. Hallelujah. I get to draw on his glory account. It's, it's nothing that I've done. It's everything that Jesus done for me. Everything that he'd done for me. Can I tell you that God is going to meet all of your needs according to his riches in glory. Pastor, does the Lord have riches? Oh, yes, he does. 
You didn't deserve it, but he, gave, he, he just blessed you. He just gave you some goodness stuff. How many ever God? How many ever ever had God just do some good stuff for you? Yeah, I mean sometimes He just gets to pile it on, and and sometimes, brother Sam, you you can't even hold all the goodness of God. Well, didn't He get you up this morning? Yeah. Well, did not He put breath in your body so you can breathe? Oh yeah. Some of you looking pretty good this morning because of the mercy and the goodness of Almighty God. He didn't have to get me up this morning, but he chose to anyway. He didn't have to put breath in my body so I could breathe. But you understand I'm breathing this morning because I'm hollering at you this morning. The goodness of Almighty God is wonderful. How many loves the goodness of the Lord? Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. But not only that, boy, sometimes his grace is sufficient to meet every need in my life. There are times that I go through some stuff that nobody else may know about. There's times you go through some stuff that nobody else may know about, but because of his grace, he supplied the need. It could have been I would have been wrecked on the highway, but, but somehow or another I managed to stop at that exit right before that accident took place. That happened to me before. And grace, he just, he just blesses me. I'm thankful I've got a daughter that likes her daddy more so than the hogs. And he just blesses me. Matter of fact, we made her feel a little at home yesterday. We had on that Arkansas, Carla. We had on that shirt that says Razorback Dad. I had that on so she'd feel a little at least, you know, at home. Why is that, Pastor? Because grace is sufficient to meet my every need. Did he have to save me? No. I wasn't no good. I was nothing. But because of his mercy, because of his grace, he set me free. He's forgiven me of my sin. Hallelujah. My grace is, is trying to slip out from me. I can't let the grace slip out from me. i got to hold on to my grace. How about you? You say, Pastor, you're crazy. Look at it how you want to. But thank God for his grace. How many of you has God ever pulled out of the hole somewhere simply because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Boy, then his glory. I love those opportunities where I can come before him. It's almost like Brother Kyle was saying about that movie, that war room. If you went and said, you know what I'm talking about. This little lady, she knew how to pray. She had a little war room, a little closet that she cleaned out, and she began to beseech the Lord. She began to petition the Lord on behalf of problems that she had for somebody else, interceding for somebody else, and she, she began to pray for his glory to show up. Boy, there's moments we have to get alone with God, do we not? And we ask for the glory of God to fall. When our services, sometimes when our service, I want, I want God's glory to fall. I, I, I love the glory of God falling in our presence. I love, his, I, love his, I love the glory times. How about you? It's sad to say, but sometimes that don't happen all the time. But I love it when it does happen. This is what I know. This is what I know. If you and I as God's people will come in one mind and in one accord, come, there'll come a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind. You may hear it different than I will. But I'm going to tell you it's going to come. You're going to know when you leave the place. I don't know what's happened. But I know that I've been in the presence of almighty God. And if you haven't went and seen that movie. I'm not going to mess up the end for you. But, 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 but there's a pastor that, that come and bought this lady's house. And she walked into that room. Pastor don't tell me. I just got to, I got to use this illustration. And she walks, into this, she walks into that room. With a place where that little woman had been praying. And he walks back out of that room. And he had this disturbed look on his face. And he walks back in that room. And he can't figure out what he, what, what's going on. There's nothing in the room. And he walks back out of that room. And finally he does this four or five times. And his wife said, what are you doing? 
He said, I don't know, but somebody's been praying in here. That this room is baked in the presence of Almighty God. Can I tell you, as a child of God, you and I need to have a room or a place where we can be baked in God's presence and allow His glory to show up every time that He, he wants to show up. Amen. What are you talking about, Pastor? Can God provide? Oh, yeah, if we'll just let Him. If we'll let Him, God can provide. God hasn't promised to meet all your greeds, but He has promised to meet your needs. Amen. Matthew 6 and 19 says, Lay not for your, up for yourselves treasures on earth, but where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through or steal. Now most of us would have to admit, most of us would have to admit that we've got too much month left at the end of the money. You ever been there? Oh yeah, I've been there. Too much month left at the end of the money. I had a rude awakening when I left home, Brother Roger, as many of you had. Had a rude awakening when I left home. I, I, it didn't take me long to realize they charge for all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Man, I, I lived for several years in mom and daddy's house free. They charge for that stuff. And now there's a water bill comes every month. There's an electric bill that comes every month. There's a, there's a gas bill and a mortgage payment that comes every, every month. And then kids come. My goodness. There's a kid's bill every day. Not just every month. You may be all right every month, but every day. They need something, do they not? Clothes and shoes and medical bills. And I used to say I, used to say I didn't want to think about college, but now, boy, I think about it all the time. I got tickled at Abby the other day. She called, or we, we was talking to her. She said, I got, my, I got our electric bill in. I said, Dad, it was $200. I said, yeah, they charge for that stuff. <laughs> Why do you think when you was home, I kept trying to get you to turn your light off? Turn your TV off. Anybody else got any kids that goes to bed with TV and light on all the time, all night? Is it just me? She's in college. She's in a third year of college. I still had to turn the light off this morning. Now, I'm figuring something, they're not teaching something in colleges and universities today. I, I don't know what it is. Something's not, not right. They've got to get down some basic stuff here. <laughs> How many of you are suffering from a mal-tuition? <laughs> Here's some good news for you. If you've got a financial need, and if you remain faithful to God, I'm going to tell you, God will remain faithful to you. Oh, yes, he will. Pastor, you really believe that? I sure do. Because I've, I've experienced it in my life. I've experienced it. There's some times, there's some months, I don't know where it comes from. It just shows up. Hello? I don't know how God meets this need, but somehow and some way it just happens. And you only can say it is God. Not just, not just financial needs, but how about emotional needs? If you need peace this morning, Jesus says to the winds and the waves, Peace be still. Let the winds be calm. Look to the peace speaker who calms the wind and the waves. Amen. Sometimes we're overcome with anxiety over, over something, that, 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 something that's come up. Maybe we're depressed. Maybe we're in despair. All of those kind of things. But it includes our spiritual needs as well. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22. The Bible says it is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Hallelujah. His compassions fail not. Matter of fact, it goes on to say, they are new every morning. Hallelujah. 
What are you talking about? Well, it happened this morning. I I got up and I got some of this goodness stuff. It got me up this morning. I'm going to get up in the morning and and it could be that I'm going to get some of his grace because it's new every morning. I I, I can continue to draw from that bank account. I can continue to draw from the grace account. I can continue to draw from the glory account. His mercies are new every morning. And before long, you may not see it, but I'm carrying around a whole load of blessings of Almighty God. His bank account never runs dry. There's noodles still left over. Hallelujah. Why? Because I've become and learned to be faithful to what God is telling us and showing us in his word. And that's the key, church. That's what I want want you to get this morning. If we, if you and I, if we can just learn to be faithful to what his word says. You don't have to follow anything else. Just, Just do what his word says. Just do what his word says. Matter of fact, let me, let me help some of you right, right quick. Some of you are in this thing where I want to hear from God. I want to hear from God. I want God to speak to me. And that's not a bad thing. You know, God, is, it, it, God can speak. But if you never hear from God, if you never hear from him, then you have already. It's his word. And if you just simply follow what this says, God's speaking. He's speaking all the time. He's speaking all the time. Every time you open it up, God is speaking. God is speaking. Look look here. I just opened this up to Psalms 21. It says, the king shall have joy in your strength. I don't feel like I got strength. That's what the word says. He'll have joy in your strength. He'll have joy in your strength. But there's some decisions that you and I have got to make. There's some things I've got to do. I've got to follow the plan that he laid out for me. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, the Lord's mercy is... Is that we're not consumed because of his compassions fell out there new every morning, and great is thy faithfulness. First John one and one and one says that which was from the beginning, that uh, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to me or to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ. In 1 John 1 and 9 it says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In other words, we serve a great, big, 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 big God. Amen. He's my God. He's your God. He's the source of supply. The scope is all my needs. All of my needs. That's the scope of what He's talking about. All of my needs. He'll supply all of my needs. Everybody say all. Everybody say it one more time. One more time. Understand it's not just part. It's all. That's what the word says. All of my needs. The third thing is this. There's a standard of the supply. There's a standard of the supply. I think I forgot to give you the second. The the, the second one I was talking about was the scope of the supply. Which the scope is all. It's everything. Encompasses everything. The third is the standard of the supply. The standard simply means this. It says in the scripture it says according to. To his riches in glory. Now, let me. Do, do you not know that my God owns the cattle of a thousand hills? His bank account never runs empty. Mine does, but his doesn't. Amen. Sometimes, you, you, you guys heard me talking about this. Sometimes, those little, even those little secret compartments in my billfold gets empty. Right? Sometimes that little secret stash, Brother Roger, that I try to keep back every day just for emergency stuff, 
Sometimes that even is gone. But the scripture says, but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. Not out of, but according to. Not out of, but according to. Imagine, if you will, this morning that, that, that you see a man. You're out on the street and you see a man that, that's almost to be hit by a car. And you go up there and you grab that man and you basically you save his life. Only to realize it's billionaire Bill Gates. You've saved old brother Gates' life. He's thankful. And he reaches into his wallet and he pulls out a $20 bill. Now, I don't know what you would do, but I'm going to look at that $20 bill and I say, you go ahead and keep it. Apparently, you need it much more than I do. Because that's not giving. This is, this is what I want you to say. That's not giving according to his riches. Now, hold on to your seat. That's how we give to God sometimes. I'm going to spot you 10 today, God. I'm going to spot you 5. Because I've got to go do this next week. This guy here wasn't giving according to his riches, but simply out of his riches. But imagine instead that he pulls out a blank check and he signs it and he tells you, go home, add up all of your needs, add up your past debts, your current debts, your future debts, just fill in that amount. Now that is giving according to to his riches. That's the God that you and I serve today. He doesn't just bless us just, just with a little goodness and, and, and he leaves out the grace and he leaves out the glory. No. Every, everything that he's got is mine as a child of God. I just need to learn how to access the glory of God. I need to learn how to access the grace of God. I need to learn how to access the goodness of God simply by walking. Listen, if I'm not following the plan of God, who, why, why does God have to bless me? If, not, if I'm not honoring God, why, what, what obligates him to bless me? I know he loves me. I get all of that. But is there anything that obligates? No. He blesses me because I'm honoring him. And I'm faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God's not a miser. He doesn't give out of his, he, he doesn't give out of his riches because it's endless. It's an abundant supply. It's according to his riches in glory. So, Pastor, what am I supposed to do? Well, I'm going to claim the promise. I'm going to claim the promise. I'm, or if I need to, I'm going to repent so I can claim the promise. So I can claim the promise. Get saved so you can. Claim that, that abundance of Jesus. Can God supply? You better believe he can. Can God supply? You better believe he can. The sovereign Lord is a great provider. He's a great provider. When Israel needed a leader, he raised up Moses. When they needed water in the desert, he supplied it from a rock. When they needed food for their, weak, for their wilderness wandering, he gave it in the form of manna. When they needed a savior from, from his sins, he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross. The hand of God's provision is also open to you and I in our time of affliction. I'm getting ready to close. Give me some music ready, guys, if you, if you don't mind. He's provided for the need of his suffering saints. Paul said in Philippians 4, 19, he says, But my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. See, there's times when we're, we're in the deep veil of suffering, and we've all been there. When we're in that deep veil of suffering, when we've been in God's waiting room, if you will, for what seems like endless days, it may appear that the storehouse of God's supply is just about to be exhausted. 
We may feel like He can do nothing more for us, but the promise of the Scripture says He will supply all of our needs according to His riches and glory. Amen. How many of you know Jehovah Jireh this morning? How many know Him? Because He's the God who provides. How many knows that He is the God of the Scriptures? Hey, how many knows that He's the God of the Bible that we're talking about, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ? It is though a personal, through a personal faith in Christ that you and I gain the understanding, the knowledge of who simply God is. Jesus said in John 14, 6, He said, Look, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. Got to go through him. Can you say with the apostle that Jehovah Jireh is the Lord? Jehovah Jireh is the Lord. I want you to bow your heads real quick. I want to ask you this morning. Now I knew this message was a very simple message. Not what the point of the message. The point is this. Sometimes we'll get into situations to where we feel like, if we're not careful, that we forget that God can supply we don't think he can at times. Pastor, you don't know my situation, so, you know, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going through some stuff that there's just no way that God can meet my need. I'm telling you, he can. I'm telling you this morning, he can. I'm telling you that not only is he able, he will, if you just surrender unto him. I don't care how big the situation may be. I don't care how big the problem is. He is your provision. You can't find it in government. You're not going to find it in man. Man will let you down. Government will let you down. Everybody else will let you down. But God will, will be able to supply the needs in your life today if you'll just surrender unto him. While you're sitting there this morning, while you're sitting there this morning thinking about this, thinking about what the things that's going on in your life today, I want to ask you, do you need God to show up? Do you need God to really show up in your life and prove to you, prove to you that He can meet the need in your life? He can meet the need in your life today. While your heads is bowed and eyes closed, I was talking to a, a gentleman here a few days ago. And he said, Pastor, I just want to let you know, I changed some things in my life. Started doing some things a little different. And he said, Believe it or not, he said, God has showed up in my life. God has done some things for me that I would have never expected God to do. And I said, you know what? That's exactly what God wants to do in your life. And I can tell you this morning, church, that's exactly what God wants to do in your life. There may be some things you have to change. There may be have to, some things you have to do a little different. But I'm telling you, God will and can provide and supply in your life today. And from all over this house, with all heads bowed and eyes closed, you say, Pastor, I, I, I want to be in that situation. I, I want to where God will show up in my life. Would you just lift up your hand and put it right back down? I, I want God to do some things. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. In the balcony, this main floor, I want to know that God can supply and meet my need today. I know that he can. I know that he will. But boy, it seems like sometimes he's taking a, taking a long time. Don't rush God. Let God move in God's timing. His timing is perfect. His ways 
are perfect. If that's you, just put your hand up, put it right back down. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. This is the way I'd like to close this morning. We've got a few minutes before noon this morning. This is the way I'd like to close. I want everybody in the house, if you will, if you don't have to leave, if you don't have to appointment at the end of service, we're not having service tonight because of Labor Day. I just want you to know that, but I want everybody that will to come to these altars. I want you to kneel. I want you to stand however you feel. And I just want us to, I just want us to pour out to the Lord one more time and just surrender under Him. Come on. Come on, church. Come on up this morning. Just, just tell God. Just talk to Him. Say, Lord, there may be some things. I've got to change this, and I've got to change this. And, Lord, if that is, help me to do that. Help me to do that, Lord. Help me to change this in my life where I can see the supply that you've made for me. I can see the provision that you're giving me. Come on, church. Let's, let's pour out for the next few moments to the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Father, Lord, you saw every hand that was lifted up today. You saw every individual that had their hand raised this morning, oh God, that needs you to show up in their life today. I'm asking you right now, Lord. I'm asking you right now, Lord. I'm asking you, oh God. I know you're a God that cares. I know you're a God that understands. I know you're a God that's concerned about every need in our life today. And I'm asking you, Father. I'm asking you, Father. Show up. Touch hearts and lives today. Strengthen hearts and lives today, oh Lord. We know it can't come through man. It only comes through you. It only comes through you. Do it, Father, we pray. Do it, Father, we pray. Do it, Lord, we pray. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord. Lord, if we need manna sent from heaven, then send it. If we need water from a rock, then send it, oh God, we pray. If we need somebody to come and speak those things into our heart, oh God, then send the right person, oh Lord, our way. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. Accomplish that perfect plan in our life, oh God. Accomplish that perfect plan in our life, Jesus. There may be some families and individuals here today, God, that's suffering in their family. Their family is somehow fragmented, oh God. Put them back together. Put them back together, we pray. There may be somebody here, oh God, is contemplating leaving. There may be somebody contemplating just giving up. There may be somebody contemplating, oh God, it's not worth it. I'm just going to throw everything down and live like I want to. Somehow, Lord, somehow, Lord, we pray that you would change their thoughts and you would show up in their life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, let them see you working. Don't let us get swayed by man. Don't let us get swayed by the problems of this world. Don't let us get swayed by the things that we have to walk through every day. But God, let us hold on to the nail-scarred hand of Jesus. Let us know that you are the way. You're the truth. You're the life. Let us hold on to you, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, just praise him and worship him this morning. Let's just believe. I mean, just believe he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it in the name of Jesus. Just begin to thank him.